Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with consciousness doula and award-winning author, Linda Polio. She has always been deeply committed to elevating human consciousness. This life purpose has guided her as an accomplished New York advertising executive, as a thought leader in conscious business and communication practices, and as the world's first chief consciousness officer at a global futuristic marketing consultancy. She is experienced in various spiritual disciplines, energetic practices, and healing modalities. We cover a lot of topics. Enjoy this interview. First and foremost, thank you for taking a minute out. And I want to begin everything with your sure. life by asking you how you survived this COVID period, the last two years, and okay. how it changes the way that you do business and the way that you live your life now. Oh, interesting. Um, well, I mean, I sort of completely changed my life right as COVID was starting. Um, I was living in New York for 35 years. I mean, I spent my entire adult life living in New York, I was in advertising, I was in conscious business practices, I lived a, you know, traditional, um, you know, wild New York City life for a long time, but I had started coming to Sedona, Arizona years before on sort of a spiritual quest, and I wrote a book here, and so I was going back and forth between New York and Sedona for a while, and I was taking care of my mother. My mother needed 24-7 care for nine years, so I was in New York, he was in New Jersey, I was going back and forth, so it was quite hectic. When she passed in late 18, uh, 2018, I dragged my husband out to uh, Sedona to get him to, you know, convince him that I wanted to move here, and then we decided to move at the end of 2019, and just as we started packing up our stuff, the pandemic started moving into New York City. So even though I didn't move because of the pandemic, I literally moved as the pandemic was moving in. My flight was canceled. Uh, we gave away 90% of everything we owned. We left New York with four suitcases and nothing else and um, arrived in Sedona with everyone in lockdown. There was no toilet paper anywhere, as everyone knows that period of time. Yeah. Um, there was nothing on the shelves here. We went into a little casita that we were supposed to spend three weeks in and end up spending nine months in because there was nowhere else to live here. So it was a very kind of hectic way to begin uh, a major life transition, but also just, you know, dealing with the pandemic. But it worked out great because Sedona happened to be a wonderful place to navigate the pandemic. I mean, it's a, it was a smaller town. We were outside. Um, you know, there wasn't any closed-in spaces. And it was, Sedona's a sort of vortex of energy. It kind of keeps you separated from the rest of the world. So it's a great place to sort of hide out during difficult periods. And this is where we were. So um, I moved more in three years here than I did in 35 years in New York. Um, people discovered Sedona and it was really hard to find a place to live. We were just renting, but now we're in a place that we could stay for a while. Um, so it was a big adjustment for me. I mean, we were adjusting to a new location, a new way of living, uh, new people at a time when, you know, everything was up in the air around the world. But um, so my, my business, I really didn't do any when I first got here. I was just coming off of my big caregiving role, 
And I got here and just started navigating, you know, post-caregiving, post-New York, and um, the whole pandemic thing. So I, it, it's really been the last few months that I've begun to come out of that, that uh, sort of shelter and begin to, as many people are, you know, sort of re- recondition myself and, and figure out what I want to do now with the skills and the experience that I have in this new world that we're moving into. So if you were in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day right now, and one of them looks up at you and says, what is it that you do for a living? How would you answer them? Um, I help people and businesses um, become more conscious, to understand what consciousness is, and which is basically just awareness. And the more aware you become of yourself, your traumas, the world you're living in, the details of the life around you, the personalities of the people around you, your own personality, your own spiritual connections, um, the better it is to navigate. You'll be happier and you'll be safer and you'll be at more peace and you'll probably be healthier as well. So um, as a consciousness doula, you know, my goal is to help people become more self-aware so that they can start making better decisions for themselves. And, you know, I was involved in conscious business practices for a long time. So, you know, for me, it's all about, it's all about consciousness. And for me, consciousness comes through navigating the heart. Um, you know, consciousness doesn't necessarily have to be heart-based, but it makes life way sweeter for human beings if you're coming through your heart. So when you were in the third grade, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, well, the first things I wanted to be when I grew up were a nun and an artist. <laughs> <laughs> That was the way I was five years old, and I wanted to be a nun, and I wanted to be an artist, and I didn't become either, but I'm sort of a little bit of both. I mean, I've always been highly creative, um, and I've always been very, very spiritual from the time I was young. I mean, when I was very young, you know, I was very religious because I followed my sort of Catholic heritage and eventually kind of moved away from that for the dogma of it and, and moved into a more just sort of spiritual place because from a very young age I was having uh, unusual mystical experiences and that kind of kind of brought me in directions that I think maybe not a lot of people go when they're really young um, and it just sort of followed me throughout my life. But I think those are the two things that I ever really knew I wanted to be and after that I had no idea. I stumbled through, you know, school, teenage years, college, my 20s, really having no clue what I wanted to do and trying a million different things, starting businesses, working for companies for six months and realizing it's not what I wanted to do. Um, And it really wasn't until my early 30s when I stumbled into advertising that I said, okay, I can do this. Um, I always had this feeling I was here for something that would arrive at a certain point in time, which I think is where we are right now. I didn't realize it was going to take as long as it's taken to get here. But, you know, when I was in my 30s, I I ran into advertising, and it was very creative. So it allowed me to use my creativity and my communication skills, and I started um, running new business for ad agencies. So I became an advertising executive for several years. Um, And that was really kind of the first, I'd say, career that I really had. Everything else had just been me stumbling around trying to figure out, you know, kind of like Goldilocks, trying to find the right bowl of porridge. 
Are you happy with how everything turned out? Well, I don't know if it's happy because I've struggled a lot. I mean, caregiving for a parent for nine years is not exactly something I'd say I was happy about. Um, I'm in a different place than I expect it to be, but I've always had sort of this compass that was bringing me to a place. I've always been very heart-based. I've always believed in the world that we were going to be moving into a new way of existing. So I know that I'm where I'm supposed to be now. Um, I just thought it was going to take a different form and, it, and I'd get there a lot sooner. But that, you know, all that sort of struggle and challenge I went to, through, and, and I did go through a lot of challenge. I, I really did, you know, sort of travel through a dark night of the soul for a number of years, but it's brought me into a place of wisdom and knowledge that I don't think I would have had if I didn't have that experience. Um, would I say, oh, I want to do it again? Uh, no. But I think, you know, we don't get to choose when we go through those periods in our life. And one thing I've learned from it is to engage with it instead of trying to run away from it because a long time I tried to run away from it and sort of go back to the person I was. And it really wasn't until I said, okay, you know, I, I'm standing in this place right now. This is who I am. This is the, these are the experiences I'm having. I have to really navigate my life from this place, not wait to get back to where I thought I was going to be. Um, and, and that really helped me, you know, move to the place I am now. So I'm, I'm, I'd say um, at ease with where I am now and, and very, very prepared for where I'm going. So who's been a, a hero for you in your life? Oh, my God. I don't know whether I have... I know this is going to sound totally weird, but my biggest influence in my life, my most positive influence in my life has been um, I channeled a book um, called Trusting the Currents, and the narrator is an um, old African-American Southern woman, and she has guided me in my life unlike any other human being I've ever had. I mean, when she first came to me and asked me to tell her story, I thought I was crazy. I didn't expect to write a book. I had no anticipation of it. Here I was, this white woman from New York, um, hearing the voice of a black Southern woman. But I said yes, and she took me on a completely different, in a completely different direction in my life than I expected to. And a lot of my wisdom and a lot of what I've learned in life has come by just listening to her voice. So. I would say that she's probably one of my heroes. Um, I would say my mother was a huge influence because uh, she was a force of nature. Uh, she was the first um, town clerk, woman, female town clerk in New Jersey. And, you know, she put up a lot of stuff at that and she did everything. I mean, she raised three kids. My father was an alcoholic. Um, he did the best he could, but she raised three kids and ran a town and did all these creative projects along the way. So I think my my persistence and my and my ability to keep going, I definitely get from my mother. <laughs> so if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now, who who would you like to meet and talk to? Hmm. That's a good question, because most of the people I would have liked to have met are dead. Um, well, let's, you can pick anybody, anybody in the history. Who would you like would to have, have met? I would have loved to have met Nikola Tesla. 
he he was a scientist and he was the one who created electricity every the entire electricity system that we have now is because of him and he believes he found universal energy and um, he was connected to frequencies I'm very frequency adept I feel frequencies I see frequencies and I believe you know frequencies and energy sort of rule our world and he was very much connected to that so um, him and I love Maya Angelou I think she was a very heart-based soul-based human being and I'm very drawn to people that are here to make a big difference on the planet in a meaningful way. So if you have a dream tonight, you run into your younger version, say in your 20s, and you could give that version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained and the avenues you've traveled down in your life, what would you tell that young version? I'd say um, slow down, um, stop seeking, be present to where you are, uh, learn as many skills as, and, and sort of um, abilities as you possibly can that are not connected to the matrix and to corporations uh, so that whatever you do, you can take anywhere you go. I mean, you could work for a company, but have a second skill. Ha have something new and different that is coming up that hardly anyone has that you can develop over time because these things will be of value. Um, you know, I was very into herbalism when I was young and it wasn't, really wasn't a big deal. Now it's very important and you can heal a lot of things using herbs and that's something I never would have known. And, you know, I was just sort of young on a track to, you know, you graduate from high school, you find a, a college, you go and you, um, you know, find a corporate job and that was not me. And I would have told me not to go into the system but to sort of create my own system. So every day you wake up, you have things that you do and you look forward to. What motivates you every day? And at the end of the day, when you're done, how do you quantify a good, solid day? First of all, I don't think I try to quantify anything. Um, it's more experiential for me. So it's um, was it a good experience? Did, it, did I resonate with it? Or was I a dissonance with it? But... Um, I'm, I'm a caregiver by nature. I am very supportive of other people, and I'm very passionate about moving the planet into a higher level of consciousness and helping people sort of get into their, their own personal trauma so they can learn to recognize them and, and operate outside of them instead of operating because of them. So if I can work with someone that I... Uh, that I'm helping or I can create something that is of value to someone or if I can make, you know, any wiggle in anyone's life, um, help them out in any way, that is a successful day for me. I, I believe in the interconnectedness of everyone. So um, if I connect to someone who has the same passions and the same visions I have, that to me is, is something that I would think would be a really good day. Um, but I don't really, I don't really quantify anything in that way. Um, I just sort of try to be as much as possible. I just observe a lot. I'm, uh, I'm extremely observant of life. So, what's been one of the best client responses that you've gotten from somebody for the work that you've done? Um, I changed their life. <laughs> I set them on a new path. I helped them see something that they had never seen about themselves before. 
I help them tap into um, this that singular note, which is, you know, everyone's got this cellular song within them, which is just them. It's a frequency that they alone belong to. And once you can tap into that and you see yourself um, as who you really are and not all the social conditioning that's been put upon you, and you can start living from that place and creating from that place, it changes the, it changes the um, direction of your life. So, um, you know, I've gotten that a lot, that I've changed people's direction of their life. And, and not everyone, and, and, you know, we're all sort of, we have free will and we decide what we want to do. But, yeah, I think, um, I think if I could change someone's perception about the world around them and about who they are, um, I think that's that. That for me is it doesn't get any better than that. So everyone out there has a perception of you: your family, your friends, your clients, your readers. That you ultimately live your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I'm still trying to figure that out. I don't know exactly who I am. I I know who I have been, and I know who I would like to become. But the present moment for me is always fluid. Um, I am an energetic being. I am very connected to my divine essence, but I'm also very connected to the fact that I'm a human being. And I am changing all the time. So I don't really have an identity um, that I could say this is, this is who I am. I am who I am right now. And, you know, I look back at who I was t- 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and I see the evolution of my own beingness. And so I know that who I am now is going to change in the next couple of years. I think most people on the planet right now won't even recognize themselves or the world in the next five years. So who I am right now is, is, is just something I'm passing through with all the skills, experience, and knowledge that I've accumulated. And hopefully in the future there will be more. So, Linda, if anybody out there wants to get a book, they want to learn more about you and your services, anything related to your world, where's the best place to go? Um, well, they could, if they're interested in the book, you could go to Amazon.com and look for Trusting the Currents. And um, if you're interested in me, I have a website, Linda at LindaPaglia.com, which is mostly about my book. I'm actually in the process right now of creating a new website for Consciousness Doula and I am creating a new, my first um, online um, series called Wisdom Keeping. And it's basically about the awakening process and the different sort of experience of someone who is waking up and they're not quite who they used to be and they don't really relate to the world around them anymore and the different experiences that they might have. It's a seven-week program and um, I've got a partner who is a, meditation teacher so we're putting together this this workshop and that will be available we should have a landing page up in a couple weeks and um, that will be um, something to check out too but if you go to my website and you you know email me at linda at lindapolly.com i'd be happy to send information when that's available but um, i'm i'm kind of i'm on all the social media so i'm on instagram and facebook and actually i just got myself off of Twitter. I'm trying to limit my social media a little bit. And um, and I'd be happy to, you know, talk to anyone that wants to have more information about anything going on in their life. Because it's really not about me. It's really about 
You. Wonderful. Thank you, Linda. I appreciate you taking time out today. <laughs> Have a great new year. I appreciate it. Okay, Joe. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Thank <laughs> you.